0: Welcome to the second episode of In the Driver's Seat. I'm your host Wade Mildog Miller. Appreciate you guys for coming back. And uh, the title of this episode is going to be "Roll That Billy Goat Roll." You'll understand once you listen. Sit back and enjoy the ride. You filthy animals! I can't stand when people think it's a good idea to uh, get headlights that shine into the future. Uh, and they decide to just drive around like, you know, hey, there's no problem here and, you know, they're typically the same kind of redneck that's got a little dick so he goes, I know I got bright lights, dude, but let me tell you I'm gonna go ahead and, I got my finger on the trigger so the moment somebody says, hey dude, turn your brights off, I'm gonna turn the, I'm gonna hit the flip, I'm gonna flip the switch and I'm gonna have my, my two LED light bars on the top of my Jeep and my five Not six or four, but my five fucking pods so that, hey, I already can see into the future, but you want me to be able to see into your past too? You Like, fuck you, you little dick bitch. I can't stand that fucking shit. There's nothing fucking worse than my eyes. This next segment, I get to be kind of crazy and silly, and I play the role of devil's advocate asking questions about college's best, you know, head football coach you know, also known as Nick Saban, but, uh, you'll also find out why I named the title of this, uh, episode, Roll That Billy Goat Roll, enjoy! One
1: more line,
0: I'm superhuman, fuck you, and you,
2: and you, I hate your friends, and I'm through, I'm
0: through, I'm through It's that hot girl by my anthem Turn it up and
1: throw attention Fuck you, and you, and you I hate your friends and they hate me too Fuck you, and you, and
0: you It's that hot girl by my anthem Turn it up and throw attention Hey, if you don't want to put it on, you ain't got to Come on, come on Oh for sure. I don't have a problem with people not wearing it. I mean Thank you. And you got
2: that baby Yoda on
0: the dash. And you you said you love Georgia. I don't know if you meant Bulldogs. You're sitting in nah, I grew up uh Roll tide, but yes. I mean, hey, I don't I don't hate you. Like I'm I, I the we both Kirby went to Smart. Alabama. Kirby Smart is phenomenal. Yeah, but He's he started out of Saban, so only cuz of Saban well, he's not wrong, only because of Saban. It, it, let's, yeah, not, yeah, let's, yeah. let's not forget that Kirby Smart was an all-SEC and all-American so you know, cornerback was, when he, he played was, football. He like, was, was a really I, good defensive-minded person. I, let's I not forget say that. He's like, Kirby's like, like Saban is, is, Oh, hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah, um, yes, I recorded the conversation of everything in my Uber for Bro, reasons. Good. We're not going to take out of pocket. Okay. But at the same time, if you guys are cool with it, I also do a podcast, so...
1: Are we going to be in your
0: podcast? Absolutely. Okay, let's go for it. What are we talking about? Anything you want to. I'm just letting you guys know that you are being recorded. So, my argument is Saban, if you want to relate it to, like, present terms, is the Tom Brady of coaching. I wouldn't even go that far. Um, Because Tom Brady is good situationally Tom Brady has always had weapons He's never had And people say Well Wes Welker's not a weapon Wes Welker Literally made the Pro Bowl And is going to be a Hall of Famer Yes Then go there
2: But what Name one better football coach Than Nick Saban Joe Paterno how many how many
0: uh, championships does he have? Doesn't matter. He was the winningest coach, dude. Okay. If you really judge people off of championships, then okay. you can't even say that Michael Jordan is the best. You would have to say that. Are uh, you LeBron or MJ? Oh, I'm fair. MJ all day. There you go. That's okay. Right. I, I agree with, with you. Agree with but but him, you you can't if I if you agree. go off of championships, you can't say that MJ is the best player. And uh, you'd have to say the great Bill been, Russell. Been, no, you're, you're also damn right. Hasn't even
3: been coaching for that long. My freshman year was the second yeah. year he was ever. Coaching. And if you want my
0: honest opinion, the best coach in the history. Of college, of college football.
3: That is a good question. Is, is, Who is
0: your opinion? Like, what, what oh, you definitely think? Nick Saban. I was just talking yeah. shit. I'm playing the, the <laughs> devil's advocate. So I feel the same way. I think Nick Saban's a good coach. I wish his character as a person was better.
1: Because uh, no, no,
2: he is so. He's, he's, no, 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 no become, You're completely wrong. He's you're become
0: you're a shithead. No, no, I completely disagree. He, well, he Most, not, not, wait, 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 wait. Can I
2: please say peace? Go, yeah, go, go for it. go for it. Say say your
3: it. Piece. I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, and I went.
1: Go
2: for it. Go for it.
3: Go for it. His daughter was in my. His lack of character is that he genuinely doesn't have the capacity for more of a character. Nick Saban focuses on one thing and that's what he does. He married his high school sweetheart, he found his passion when he was in high school, and then he focused on that his entire life and he tried to take it to another You know, Avenue. When he went to the Dolphins, and it obviously didn't work because you can't use. So you're
0: saying that because he focuses so much on being the best football coach he can be, he doesn't have the time to focus. They're closed, guys. No,
3: no, no, no. But we are currently closed. Oh my God! Again, during our normal. Okay, we can just go to the
2: other location then. No, I'm no,
3: I'm I'm not saying he doesn't have time to focus
2: on. I'm about to disprove both of your arguments. But but to be fair,
3: every single day when he goes into the office.
2: Okay. So here we go. So when I was at Alabama, 2016 is when I started. Ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of my friends were football players. My best friend Scott Meyer was the long snapper. No, everyone thinks Saban's the guy that yells at his players and everything when he gets pissed off. Not true at all. Oh, I know that. I know he goes that. to his locker room and he talks true to these guys. Mm-hmm. The problem with Saban is his his dad always taught him he wasn't good enough, and so he always has this instinct <coughs> that he's gonna go for the next one. Oh, he got a national championship! Great. Oh
0: shit, we're supposed to go that way. Yeah, go for goes for the next one. Okay, Saban. So if we're gonna go with that argument, then we're gonna have the theory that. Uh, we'll, we'll pull psychology into it the Freudian yeah. theory the suckling phase his dad didn't raise him way he was supposed to no 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 the same hold, on, thing, hold, on, hold on hold on the okay, same thing applies it. then to people like Michael Jordan whose dad was hey uh, go in the house with the girls anytime Michael Jordan would pick up a wrench you know what I'm saying like uh-huh. people are driven by people saying that they cannot succeed which is, is honestly wait is this your phone? is this your phone? is
3: this somebody else's phone? Somebody that's your
0: phone? Phone? yeah that that's is for like, sure that, Oh uh, here, literally- yeah. I know, I know who they are. Is, I got is you. Is that John's phone? That's John's phone. That's John. Yeah, I just dropped John off. I we know John. That's hilarious.
1: Okay.
0: I uh, I, I kind of know John too. It's,
2: okay. Yeah. But here's what I'm saying. Look at Tiger Woods. If you're gonna use that theory, look at Tiger Woods. His dad brought these mistresses and everything around the house. Still one of the best players of all time. Still struggled with that factor of life. Mm-hmm. Look at Nick Saban. You talk to anyone in his social circle, like close social circle. Nothing else he talks about but football. That's because of his upbringing.
0: What upbringing? Did that
2: too? Exactly. What and look, so he's one of the best more or less,
0: time. I should rephrase my. Because once again, I don't believe in anything I'm saying. I like to play devil's advocate. I actually really admire, respect, and love Nick Saban. I think he's a I wonderful guy. I just, like so I just like to talk. So what? I just like to. So what?
3: Um, it's called,
2: it's called In it's the called Driver's Seat. I, I wanted, the okay, seat. In the Driver's Seat, but I wanted to know <coughs> what your devil's advocate is against Satan. Um. He doesn't. You just said
0: Oh, well, I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna get into it, um. I just feel like you can be a winning football coach focused on everything, like Nick Saban is, but you can also have the side of positivity, change, love, and stuff, and embrace stuff, like like, like Dabo Sweeney. That's what I was about to say. Like yes. Dabo Sweeney, in my eyes, yes. is currently in in college football the best coach, not the winningest, not the, but he is would, the best I'll coach. Hundred percent agree with you because he has the character. The behind him, the he has the board. he has the drive of always doing the right thing, but. He also instills into his players, hey look, we have a job to do, and if you don't do it, guess what? You're not gonna play. I yes. will literally start someone else. I yes. mean look at what he did to CJ when CJ with CJ Spiller. And CJ Spiller came to on that point is I love that. But pragmatic
2: thinking, look and Nabo Sweeney hasn't been in near long enough for yeah. this comparison. Yeah. But look at where Saban started and where he is. hmm So he's that aggressive mentality. Quote unquote, but he still. I've never seen a coach. He would, Scott Meyer, he was a long snapper, Yeah. Talk to his mom and everything. I've never seen a coach care more about what people think about their, their players and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Davos Sweeney's oh, yeah. definitely the most
0: positive coach in the league and best coach. Mm-hmm. But Nick Saban
2: is a different breed.
0: Yeah, so. I don't think anybody- one of the one of the, one of the things with Nick Saban, and this is this is the thing I love about Nick Saban, is um, I don't usually like to plug, you know, the fact that I was in the military because I feel like I talk about it all the time, but. Uh,
3: how could you not?
0: I know because it, it took up five years of my life. It's hard to it's it's hard to not talk about it. But they teach you how to compartmentalize onto the next task, and Nick Saban is the definition of compartmentalization for for the sport of football. I just feel like he needs to shut it off all the time. Like, no. Nick Saban is the politician that does, goes home and his, talks to his no, no, wife no, 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 and kids no, no, about politics.
2: No 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 no, 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 no. So in, I, would, I would 100% disagree because you, you, you say that, I but no one has more championships than him. That's he's, that's fine.
3: You're, exactly, you're doing all, because he's yeah. the best at compartmentalizing. But what I'm
0: saying is, like, I have a friend who he's in he's hes in, in, he, what he does. I have a friend who's in politics okay. and he does not turn politics off 24/7 he, he what is even does yeah. he's politics exactly. I feel like Nick Mike Saban needs to learn to kind of hey you have like a month where like yeah they're working out and yeah you're formulating plans but shut the football off a little. Turn it from fucking eleven down
2: do to that. five. And so it's I agree. But it's the, but it's the it's, it is anything? the greats <laughs> like Michael Jordan and Nick Saban that do not turn it off, and that's why they're great. Because they literally, that is their life. Is football, basketball, whatever. That's their life. That's all they think about. When they win the top champion,
0: top championship of their league, top that's where they go. Yeah, whatever. All right, so what were you going to say real quick? I wanted to Go hear what it. she had to say real fast. Um. Think of, think of Dan Gable, same thing.
3: Yes. So if, if, if you align with what he's going towards, it, the, no conflict whatsoever. But if there's even the slightest conflict, he, he, he really doesn't have the time or anything to deal with it. I've seen him just like push things aside. Can I
2: pause and- things one second? Can you go through that Jimmy John's up here on the right since Taco Bell's closed? Is it open? If it's open, sure. I think it is. Right? I mean, do you think so? Yeah, just take it right here. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt.
3: Well, no, yeah. you, uh, he. also has a lake house at Lake Burton. And, it's
2: closed, um, bud. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: You don't have to apologize.
2: Can you stop at this uh, uh, one of these gas stations then?
0: Race probably gonna have food. Yeah. That that quick trip never has food. <laughs> Thank you. I used to work off of this exit. So I'm, I'm gonna, gonna run there, really? and y'all can continue. Yeah.
3: He has a lake house at Lake Burton. That's like his go-to place where he hides and runs away from. And
0: I bet the lake. all he does is study film while he's there. Yes. No, he actually gardens. He gardens. He's he
3: a very throws his gardener. arm gardener. Let's yeah. go. He lives right across the lake from my family, and he gardens at all times. Like That's he awesome. He's out there with, with
0: his... <clears class throat> so you said you're older than him. How old are you? I'm eight
3: years older
0: than him. So what age does that put you at?
3: I am 30, and he is eight. I'm 27. I've never dated someone my
0: own age, let alone someone
3: younger than me. We just, it just, it
0: just I don't know. It just, it just made sense. <laughs> I, um, I'm a Georgia fan, but I also, uh, oh, what I was going to say about my car is you're sitting in a car named after Sony Michelle. My car's name is Michelle. Are you, um, from,
3: that's awesome.
0: <laughs> like, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I, I love, don't believe you are. Um, and then with, um, like football coaches and stuff like that, uh, I actually, um, I'm going to pause, hold on, because if I say this, I can get in trouble. Hold on. Had to take a brief moment because I was telling them some info that cannot be recorded, so enjoy the second segment. Uh, here, we can actually talk about this on the thing. I was like, I understand that you probably cannot, you know, uh, be that receptive. you can't speak voting. on who you're going to vote for, right. Um, right. but I just wanted I again to be. apologize to you. Uh, I know you have the Kentucky game to prepare for. Um, I'm going to leave you to a coach uh, go dogs and then before he hung, hangs up he just goes hey brother go dogs and then hangs up the phone I'm like let's go That's oh, that's amazing. That's No, that's, I, I love, less no that like I would the only reason I don't like Alabama like the only reason I don't like Alabama is because your mascot is a fucking elephant. That's the only reason? It's
3: terrible.
0: It just makes. yeah that's the only reason. I love Alabama other than have that like you,
3: Have you not hated that the fact that I love
0: I love the elephant. No,
3: oh, our elephant is fucking... It doesn't God make any damn. sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, y'all
0: say Roll Tide, and all I can think of is an elephant. Well, okay, yeah, well, but it you know the origin story of Roll Tide, obviously. I don't, because I, I don't... <gasps> you I know. you? I, I, okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. So, where are we
2: going, by the way? Just keep going straight. Okay. The origin story of Roll Tide is early in the, in the radio, like, series when they were starting to announce games, mm-hmm. they said the Alabama Crimson... Is, is just rolling over the defense like a tide, and so Crimson Tide caught on. I
0: like that. And they so Roll Tide could, came off. Do you, you know where Georgia? You know where the bulldog name came from? Where they came from? You know Georgia originally their mascot was a billy goat. Really?
3: I mm-hmm. didn't know
0: that. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they had a broadcaster who was like. Uh, they, they they were just destroying this team. I think it might have been Georgia Tech in like nineteen oh eight. I think well, it's Georgia
3: is famous for destroying. Georgia.
0: Yes. So he was just like, they have like a ferocity yet an elegance like a bulldog, and like that just is the reason that their uh, mascot was changed from the Billy Goats to the uh, Bulldogs. Billy Goats. Because mm-hmm. Georgia was uh, is one of the oldest schools in the nation, um, and the it left started left out. Left.
3: It is. Classic and, and tasteful oh, well, as any you could Well, it started out
0: as an agri- agricultural, no, agricultural school. Right here. I um, couldn't hate LSU more than I hate anybody
3: else on the planet. My least favorite you
0: know? school is Tennessee.
2: That's an easy school to not like, but they pleasure just suck. So. It cool. nice like to meet you. All I would like
3: is for Georgia to have its chance and oh LSU my LSU to go no. the fuck away.
0: I mean, I just want Alabama to not win... One season.
3: it's... Nick Saban, we
0: do, I mean, I don't know what else to You guys be safe. You be safe too. Thank you. A bad... Being a driver, sometimes you get a brief stint or an extended stint where you're waiting for somebody to need a, a ride and request a pickup. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to feel the void of silence with the thoughts that come to mind about certain music. I'd like to take a moment and discuss uh, certain things like music. Um, a lot of people tend to you know stick to certain things and certain artists. and uh, for me, it's it's about like a feel to the music as well as the meaning behind the words. Um, like you can have a song that has the best words, best lyrics, um, and I mean, just lyrically, it's beautiful. But if there's not a a solid rhythm and like a beat to it that's catchy, or at least something that is, you know, meaningful to keep you there, then I don't want. I don't want to listen to it. Like for me, it's a, it's a waste of uh, it's a waste of my time. So um, there's certain songs that you like. I could pinpoint that, like, you um, you tend to enjoy more than most, and uh, for me, one of the songs that I can, you know, openly say that I really enjoy um, is the song Feels Like Summer by A Childish Gambino, and, you know, the reason I think that song is, you know, phenomenal, and, and how it fits my criteria of, like, good music as well as, um, like, lyrics is you can listen to the song like the, the the way that the music is set up it's set up to be hopeful yet slightly depressing so i hear it and naturally i'm hooked based off of the sound and i i just think it's really cool that you know you have people who can make beats and and make music that you know hell you could just do an instrumental track and listen to it and it's it's so good that it's like infectious you know Well, then you have the lyrics to the song, which, I mean, it's centered around, you know, wanting the world to be a better place, and, you know, he talks about in the song, like, I mean, he alludes to stuff, he doesn't necessarily bring stuff up, but, I mean, he alludes to, like, 5G, and, you know, how they, that it was linked to, like, killing bees, bees and birds, and, uh, talking about how the, the planet's getting warmer, and, uh, Know like parents, you know, trying to rush their kids into life versus being in the moment. I mean, when you when you have the duo of you know lyric and and, and music, then you create something bigger than just a normal song. I mean, that's one thing that you know people like Childish Gambino really uh, expound on. Is he's like, I'm not just a musician. I'm also a stand-up comedian, I'm an actor, I'm a freaking comedic writer, he's like, but I'm also a storyteller, so, in a lot of his music, he tried to, he tries to break the mold, and, you know, he goes from rap to, you know, R&B, to funk, um, to pop, and I mean, he tells a story, I mean, for crying out loud, if you look at the album, because the internet, um, it's not just an album, it's also accompanied with a playwright, and it follows a story known for a guy known as, I think it's The Boy, and I mean, yes, it's Donald Glover and the playwright, but at the same time, it's not his story, it's just a story about stuff, and I've never actually seen the playwright. I've never seen the foot, the footage. Uh, I've never, I've never witnessed it myself. But I've done enough research into it, into his music, to, to know that you know he has a lot of influence based off of what he's experienced in life and growing up. I mean, if you listen to his first album, uh, I believe it's Camp. Uh, he discusses what it's like to be you know a, a young black kid in his family. And just be a young black kid in America. And I mean, uh, I think the song Outside really is a testament to him preaching about the things that he witnessed. He talks about he wakes up in between his, mom, uh, his aunt and mom playing with the Land Before Time kids from Pizza Hut. I mean, like just the way that he has his stuff set up, it's like, okay, you have a story to tell. And he puts his everything into, just about everything he does. And when you have that, you, trans- you transcend music. Uh, And you you go to a completely different place. And I just love, admire, respect what he brings to the table. You know, you have other musicians that do a similar thing, uh, like John Mayer. A lot of people, you know, rag and, you know, talk shit about John Mayer. But say what you will, the motherfucker can shred. That dude is one of the best guitarists to ever live. He's received, like, uh, praise from people who are supposed to, like, people who have been deemed as like the best guitarist alive are like, no, John Mayer is the best guitarist alive, and it's absolutely maddening that people, you know, just don't respect the guy, I mean, yeah, for a long, for a long time there, he, uh, he would open his mouth and insert foot, but I mean, such is the life of a young man who is famous and, you know, can seduce a girl by playing a song, I mean, it just happens like that, you know. But I was, uh, I, was, I was driving someone the other day, and I told him, I was like, people talk about depression and, and all that. And um, you can see when somebody's writing about what's going on in their life. And for the album Room for Squares, John, you know, he talks about, like, uh, why Georgia. And he brings up, like, how he goes to his place. He rents a room and fills the space with wood and places to make it feel like home. And it, it hits you a little bit. And I don't feel like he ever really changed that mold. I think that's one of the reasons he was so successful. Is successful, is because he doesn't just you know write a, a powerful ballad. The music is good as well as the lyrics, and it, he expounds on it more and more. And then you have the album Battle Studies, and he talked the song Heartbreak Warfare. Uh, it's just wonderful if you really sit down and you listen to it. The the, the music is is really good, in um, the album Continuum he had. Uh, Gravity And one of my favorite quotes from any song ever Is Gravity Stay the hell away from me Gravity has taken better men than me How can that be And it's, it's crazy to think that like At that moment when he was writing those lyrics John was in a dark spot But he said I don't care if I'm in a dark spot Because I know that I'm going to get through it Because who am I Greater people have failed with much less than what I have. He's like, I'm going to continue to succeed. I'm going to beat me. And when you put that into your music, it makes music almost perfect. And, you know, you get that a lot with uh, country music. Well, old country music. We're not going to get into, you know, new country music, what I call stadium country. Um, But, I mean, you get that with, uh, like, hip-hop and rap. I mean, music is, in my opinion... The weight of someone's soul. It's not you can judge a lot about someone by the music that they listen to. And if somebody just says, "Oh, I don't really care uh, about music," like I'm, you can play whatever, but they don't have any passion towards it, they're obviously they 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 don't they don't have that connection with it. But then you have the people like myself who. I would rather be blind than deaf because without music I feel like I have no purpose in life. Like I have I can say without a shadow of doubt Let's go. I can say without a shadow of doubt in my mind that music has saved my life multiple times on multiple occasions and You just don't get that with in my in my eyes with a lot of other things. I mean occasionally you can capture it in a movie, but the way movies are set up now are just... They're, they're centered around, can you be comedic? Can you have enough perfect drama? Can you tug on people's heartstrings? Can, I mean, they all follow the same format. They all follow the now, what I call the Marvel format. Because Marvel took a movie that, like Iron Man, and he made it funny. He made it serious. He made it dark. He made it light. I, I, I Marvel... Has changed the film industry forever. Like they have set standards for movies that I, I think will never change. So for movies, it's really hard to pinpoint someone's emotion. And with music, it's like the gateway to that person's soul. You know, like I think that back back on you know Childish Gambino and Donald Glover, you can also look at that album because the internet and a lot of it is like a will and testament of like his exact stance and moment in life. All the way down to him with Jenna Aiko and like dating her and wanting to have a life with her. I mean, he has a song called Telegraph Avenue and it's talking about moving to Oakland. And I mean, in the in the music video, Jenna's in it. I mean, they were together at the time and I, I, if memory serves correct, they broke up shortly after, but it's just one of those things that music is, tells a lot about someone. It's, it's crazy, you know, and then you have, let's, let's, let's just, uh we're not going to get into the whole, you know, negative side of it, you know, like, the souls, like, there's people who, you know, write songs like, I have a million guns and dead bodies in my house, and they're like a screamo, and then all of a sudden their, their house gets raided by the FBI, and then they're arrested for, you know, being a murderer, and all that jazz, like, we're not going to get into that, but, you know, everything just kind of pans out in a, in a really good way in life, uh, When, as far as music is concerned, and uh, it just makes sense, like, music can change your mood, like, I'll get in my car, and I'll be like, ooh, I'm really feeling country music today, <laughs> but I have it on shuffle, so what I do is... I'll hit the next song, because it's not a country song, and then I'll hear a song like Bigger Than Me by The Game, and then all of a sudden, my whole mentality changes, fuck fuck country music, I'm about rap, and I'm about angry rap, and I just want to rap, and I just want to like, I want to be angry while I listen to the music, but not mad as far as like my true emotions, but it's kind of like a, uh, it's like a hype man, it changes your mood, it gets you going, you know, and... Uh, I respect and admire people who have the ability to do that with their music, and those are the, the testaments of true artists. Uh, well, I mean, I'm about to pick someone else up, so, I mean, we're going to go ahead and end this little segment, but uh, for the most part, you know, you guys are getting uh, a front row seat into the mind of, you know, Wade Miller. So, I uh, I am crazy, but I'd rather be crazy than normal, I can tell you that. This next gentleman was the last passenger of the night for me, and I was dropping him off at the International Airport here in Atlanta. And we had a really good conversation it lasted almost an hour. The unfortunate thing was the audio didn't pick up his voice, and then it also kind of shattered the sound of my voice, so I had to edit it. So it picks up where I talk to him, and then you'll just all of a sudden hear... Uh, A stop, and then boom, it'll continue. Enjoy. With just a minute to spare, too. Look at that.
1: <laughs> Alrighty.
0: So how you doing, bud?
1: Oh uh, yeah, good. Good. Just a little. Um, I didn't get uh, no sleep, so. Yeah, that's usually how it is before a flight.
0: Yeah. We're going to the international, right? Yes. Okay. So where you going?
1: Uh, Mexico. Okay.
0: Um, just to let you know, I record everything that happens in this car. I have video and audio. Um, the video is always deleted. It, it's on a loop. So every 10 minutes it'll just reset. Um, I record, uh, I do a podcast in my car. Okay. Um, if you're cool with it, we can keep going. If not, let me know, but it's just us talking. It's me getting to know my riders and then I just post it. So It's uh in the driver's seat and uh it's uh I started it yesterday. I have a couple of friends who were pushing me to uh kind of do it, and they were giving me ideas behind it and I was like, I'll just try it and it was pretty successful yesterday like uh the audio was really nice and i was like i'll 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 do it i'll uh, i'll I'll go ahead and post that i mean it's even on spotify and uh I went ahead and posted it and uh then I was like uh I didn't want to drive today, but uh, part of me was just like, you know what, I kind of want to go back and sit down and drive and talk to interesting people again. Here is that moment where it stops because of the audio issues I had with, you know, him being extremely quiet, and we pick up, we're discussing, you know, Donald Trump and how he's a polarizing figure, if anything else. And he's like been the most polarizing figure in politics in the history of politics. The positive that you can take away from Donald Trump is Donald Trump showed the... Um, he, everyone knew that politicians and politics is a field of corruption. Everyone knew. Donald Trump, sh- brought he literally brought that. He brought a spotlight, showed everybody. And he ju- showed just how far the gap between you know, conservatives and liberals are. So Donald Trump was he a great president? Fiscally, he did really he did wonders, you know, for the economy. Was he a good person for social uh, issues in America? No. And the reason that Donald Trump did not get reelected, and I quote, he should have wore a mask. He should have. He should have not downplayed the coronavirus. And there's a difference between downplaying it for, you know, like hey, keep calm, keep calm, and then there's a difference between him saying this ain't shit. Um, I don't care what you say, don't wear your mask. There's a difference. And if Donald Trump would have done that, he would have got more than 50% of the vote. Because a lot of people I know like the guy. A lot of people I know like the guy. And they don't necessarily like him as a person, but they liked what he stood for as a president, as far as, like, fiscally, as far as, like, trying to get the economy back on track. Because... Um, one thing that I know a lot of people vote Republican and conservative for isn't for their ideals. It isn't because they're pro life. It isn't because of that. It's because um, they believe that the Republican side, and traditionally speaking, and throughout history, the Republican and conservative side has always leaned towards tax cuts, you know, more freedom for you know your jobs and less uh, red tape. And I think that's a, a reason why a lot of people liked Donald Trump is because he was always saying this, 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 and this. And I mean, we talk about his track record like you said earlier. He has how many bankruptcies? Not a big deal. There's a difference between personal bankruptcy and business bankruptcy. And a lot of people just hear the word bankruptcy and thinks think it's bad. Donald Trump has I think 11 business bankruptcies and all of his businesses that were bankrupt are all exceptionally successful now. It's just, you hear topics and like I was saying, propaganda, you hear these topics and you find all these things. Like people talk so much crap about Joe Biden I know people who know him personally and say he is a wonderful guy to be around, that he is super awesome. And then you have the media portraying him as this this uh, pseudo-Nazi, um, you know, um, crazy person um, and that all he cares about is um, shutting the country down, uh, taking your money. And I'm like, guys, like, he's, come on, like, stop worrying about what, like, they worry about the wrong things and they think about the wrong topics and That's the problem with the propaganda and the media. It polarizes everything that happens, and it becomes such a big deal that even the smaller things become argument points that people fight and kill each other over. Yeah. And once again, I told you, I was trying to move to Spain. I would have been an immigrant.
1: You know? That's fine. You will be a legal... Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. It's not so easy to come here. Like everyone
0: wants to come here. You, trust me, I know. I know. I know. I have several friends. Um, like uh, I have a couple people from Romania, and they're like coming over here and trying to assimilate properly is near impossible. It should not take years. And I was like, I agree. You can smell the magnesium. Oh, there's an accident up here. Those are flares. Magnesium has a specific smell. And you can smell it. This is typical in Atlanta. Accidents like this. This happens all the time.
1: Hmm.
0: This is actually normal. Like, people don't bat an eye. They're just like, oh, shit. Okay, traffic. Whatever. I know what the traffic is. No, this is why there's traffic. It's this. Yeah. this. <laughs> and from the looks of the people behind us and how little of a distance there was with the tra- the traffic, this just happened. Uh, yeah. okay. And one of these buttheads is gonna let me over. I don't care what they say. I know how to do this. you can let me over or hit me either way it's your fault you know yeah
1: so how long have you been leaving
0: I've been in uh, Georgia my entire almost my entire life I, uh, I was born uh, in Snellville and then I moved all throughout Georgia. And then I joined the military at 19. Um, and I was in the military for a few years. And I lived in Chicago, Virginia, and Florida. And then I did two full deployments and then part of another deployment. And I traveled to countless countries. And how was that? Uh, awesome enough for me to want to move to another country.
1: <laughs> so that's why you travel a lot? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or were you also traveling?
0: Um, no, I was going to travel last year. Uh, I was going to go to Dublin, Ireland, um, just to go to Dublin, because, you know, why not? That was one of the countries I didn't visit when I was in the military. So I was like, why not? Uh, and then COVID hit, and then I got a refund on my ticket. And, <laughs> you know, it was just one of those terrible situations that took place at the most inopportune time. This accident is up here for it to be like that. Pretty bad, apparently. Yeah. It's gonna redirect us. I'm sorry about that.
1: Uh, don't worry, we have time. I guess.
0: What time is your flight? Uh, yeah, you have plenty of time. We'll get you there before 6. We'll get you there probably before 5.
1: Oh yeah. I've really
0: enjoyed your conversation, man. You've been really awesome. Um, thank you man. I hope uh, this uh, it's just some views, right? I'm not really concerned about that. I just I wanna have something that I can listen back to and critique what I have to say as well, you know. You know, there's there's nothing better in life than you know, trying to better yourself. And I post this and I listen to it and I'm like next time I can probably say that versus that or, you know, I like what he said because in the moment you don't always hear what's said and when you listen to it again you're like, oh, they said that okay, that's cool and then it gives you a different idea and like a, a more broad spectrum to, to think about the things that have taken
1: place yeah. I, I, never saw, like, I, like, I have never uh, taped myself and then uh, listen to what I
0: I get phone. I, uh, I used to hate the sound of my voice um, I used to record myself a lot when I was in high school um, Like my older brother or my younger brother and I would goof off and I had my little mp3 player that I could record and I would record like stupid-ass conversations we'd have just to hear how bad I sound and then uh, somewhere in the last couple of years I, I started listening to myself on recordings and you know uh, during like certain segments of you know, like gaming that I would clip and I'd hear myself, and I'd be like, oh, I don't sound that bad. Okay.
1: <laughs> you start to get used to it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I think I finally started accepting who I was as a person. You know, a lot of people will say that's like cheesy and all that, but at the same time, you know, uh, I don't care if they think it's cheesy. I'm trying to be the best version of me possible. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, very. Uh I, I don't know
0: what to, what to say to, to that kind of ideas. Uh, I I can't even say it's really my idea. It uh it comes from uh, one of my favorite comedians. Um I I, I love comedy. It's like when I go home, I watch comedy TV shows or I'll watch like a like comedy like as in stand up. Um I love comedy. Um so what I what I'll do is I'll i listen to what he and his name's Joe Rogan. Um he said that he would record his self do a, a bit or a stand-up uh, and say like "Oh man I should say that I could take this route instead of that and he's like, there's nothing more humbly than critiquing what you say so I was like, I'm gonna start doing that because in my opinion that is the best way to grow as a person is look at yourself you know obviously surround yourself with successful people and with people of good-hearted you know intentions and kind nature. Always do that, but at the same time, you can't always try to be someone else. You have to focus on you too. Yeah,
1: I'm, I, I guess uh, what I'm saying is that is uh, the mere concepts of good and bad uh, and kind. Of, it's, uh, it's it's starting to kind of uh, get mixed up in my it's, head. Yeah, it's
0: it, it's not black and white like we were told growing up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I. I
0: Like, the idea of being a good person, you know, like, I'll give the shirt off my back to someone who, in your opinion at that moment, deserves it, but you don't know their story, so let's say you're at a gas station, and a guy asks you for change, he looks homeless, and you sit there and go, I'm not giving you change, dude, you're going to get alcohol with it. But at the same time, that guy could be a successful person who car just broke down, his cell phone um you know he dropped and broke his cell phone and his uh his bank account is shut off he could just be having a bad moment so the 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 term of good and bad are relative and the and the manner of speaking that like you said no to someone who actually might really need that dollar 30 in change because in your opinion and in your mind you said i'm not going to provide you you know a, a, the means of getting drunk again dude or you know, buying uh, drugs, so I learned that lesson in Virginia, I had a guy come up to me and ask me for change, and I was just like, I'm not, I don't support homeless people like that, dude, like, I just, I'm not gonna buy into your addiction, and the guy comes up to me, he goes, I'm not homeless, he's like, I have a job, I just don't have a, a car because it's in the shop, and he's like... My bank just like literally the example I gave you. It's like my bank flagged my account for fraud, so I just needed a dollar thirty so I could buy some coffee. And then I looked at him. I was like, okay, well I'll buy you some coffee then. And he's like, dude, thank you. Like, and that's exactly how the
1: conversation went down. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that's that's much better than like, giving how we
0: want it. No, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. I'll buy stuff for people at gas stations. Like I've I've had multiple people come up to me homeless. And be like, hey, look, can I get some change? And I was like, absolutely not. Would you like a drink or meal? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. I'll do that for anybody in a heartbeat. There's a difference with that. I'm not just going to give someone money because they tell me they're homeless, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had a friend, uh, some homeless, I don't know, with a child, uh, reached to him. We were on the Walmart, and she was like, hey, I need uh, to buy some uh, diapers. I need to buy some... uh, for my child, you know the uh, the milk and powder, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, okay, okay, I can I can buy you that, no problem. So what he did is that he bought the things, and then uh, this child that was this this little girl that was.
0: Um, I got played for a fool one time in Florida. Um, what happened was I—I uh, was—we were in the city of Jacksonville. It was uh, around the same time of the Georgia–Florida game, and we had gone down to the landing to go to a uh, a country line dancing bar. And this really well-dressed guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, I don't ever ask this question." uh, he's like, and I mean, he was like in a, in a, like a, a, sports co, you know, like he was dressed nice. Like the guy didn't look homeless. He was homeless, but he didn't look it. And like he presented himself, you know, better than, and different than any other person that had approached me before. He's like, I got arrested for DUI last night. I need $20, uh, to get a taxi. You know, can you, uh, can you, and I was like, yeah, dude, here, here's 20 bucks. Um, that was when I was stationed in Virginia. We were just in Florida, ported in to uh, do some work on our ship. Well, then I got stationed in Jacksonville. And sure enough, we went to the landing. The same guy came up to me wearing a different blazer and with the same story. And I looked at him I was just like, damn, dude, it's crazy. I was like, did you go to jail again for DUI? I was like, how many DUIs do you have? And the guy tried to attack me. Because I called him out on lying to me. Wow. So I learned my lesson. Wow. Never get What's even crazier is the day that I gave him the $20 bill, I lost my wallet in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And I had $460 cash in my wallet. So I was like, oh, shit, you know, I had to get my new military ID, I had to get the whole thing, and when we pulled back in Port Virginia, I got my plane ticket and flew home to Georgia to come and see my family while I was on leave, and my parents go, hey, your wallet was sent here, and inside the wallet, I had $520, so whoever picked my wallet up, not only did they send my wallet with the contents of everything in it, they gave me an additional $60, I was like, what? It was one of the coolest things. Yeah, I bet, I bet, That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think humanity is
1: inherently bad. I think they're inherently good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that reminds me a lot of uh, um, these uh, kind of joke videos. I don't remember the name of the channel, but then it's on YouTube. And he uh, basically, what he does is he drops
0: a lot of cash. seen multiple videos very similar to the one you're talking about and it'll be somebody who uh, he'll drop his wallet and inside of his wallet he'll have like $2,100 cash and there'll be someone filming it watching the reaction and um, to anybody who hints, goes hey dude you dropped your wallet he gives them the $2,100 he's like hey you're an honest person here's money you know obviously these people have a lot of money so they don't care about giving their cash away Um, the people who, uh, who don't lie about it, he goes, oh, by the way, uh, we're doing a social experiment, you failed, and if you don't give it back, we'll press charges, and they give it back. Like, it's just like, I, I, I don't agree with showing people videos of people doing that crap, but, you know, for the people that do, you know, hey, dude, you dropped your wallet, to me, that is the part that speaks leaps and bounds, I think that's awesome. Like, my mom, she raised me um, very uh, specific about that kind of thing, too. Uh, She set up a scenario where uh, my grandmother dropped a $20 bill in a grocery store, and I picked it up and handed it to her, and my grandmother was like, you can keep it, that was a test. And I was like, really? (laughs) So from, like, then on, I have that reward system programmed in my brain to give everybody their stuff back, not, and I mean, as I've gotten older, I don't do it for a reward But as a kid, you get positive reinforcement for doing the right thing So every time I gave it, uh, gave somebody something that they had dropped or returned something I always anticipated a reward But as you get older, you start to realize that the reward is being a good person And doing the right thing Because
1: you never know if that person needs it more than you Show. Exactly. Because they need
0: it. Like, what I would expect and what I would do in that situation is I would take the money. Hear me out. But I would leave a note in the wallet and return the wallet, and I'd be like, "Hey, look. I know I found your wallet. I know you. I know I took something from you. But I'm experiencing a hardship. My family and I just needed some money to be able to get some food. I just got laid off." I would send them an explanation because for me, once again, we're talking about the you know the the concept of good and evil being you know relative. For me, somebody people walk out with my stuff in this car all the time. I've had I I draw, like I love to draw. I draw superheroes, the whole nine, right? Um, Somebody walked out with my sketchbook. Did I get mad at them? Not at all. I haven't even contacted. I know exactly where they live. I know who they are. Um, I'm just like, look, you took it. Like, if you're not gonna let me know that you have it, then. I mean, you might need it more than me. You might need a sketchbook. Who knows? People have walked out. I have a a portable charger. Yeah. And people have walked out with it. And I've been like, this is my fifth one. And I'm like, "Um, if you needed that charging block more than me, then so be it. But I would want someone to explain to me, like, hey, look, I know that I stole from you. But there's a difference between stealing for thrill and stealing out of necessity the movie Batman Begins with Christian Bale he even says it in the movie he's like I never stole it unless it was to survive Yeah. so to me there's a very clear and distinctive difference between that but that's also where we can get to the topic of what are they doing to get themselves out of that situation versus stealing
1: yeah surviving to me
0: would be getting enough water so that I don't die in three days. Um, and... Yeah, so, uh, getting
1: three meals
0: water, I don't need three uh, meals. I, I, I eat one meal a day. Like, I'm not even... Exa- I eat one time a day. Uh, I don't... I don't care about that. Like, survival changes per person. So, some people, survival is I need a Ferrari or I'm not happy. Yeah. Other people, survival is I live... Six miles from work. If I leave my house uh, at uh, seven twenty-two, it'll take me forty-two minutes to get there, which leaves me five minutes to buy something and eat while I get there. You get what I'm saying? Like surviving changes per person. So yeah, we absolutely could expand on that. Yeah, that's the problem,
1: right? Diesel. hmm Absolutely
0: and then in some ways good and evil are absolutely black and white like shooting somebody because you think it's fun and killing people because you just want to kill people that is the part of humanity that is inherently evil but there's also like just genuine kindness just like hey man i don't need to take it you know this way but it's going to tr- drop you off at the international side yeah not a no
1: problem uh, I I, use, uh, I think I've never seen this part of the airport so that's why uh, oh yeah, yeah.
0: That's a, yeah that's the cool part of the airport they change the colors it's not always white sometimes it's like when Kobe Bryant died it was purple and gold mm. so like they, they change it all the time it's, a, it's, it's pretty cool they've done a lot of work to this airport yeah. I um when i flew home in 2016 uh, when i got out of the out of the navy i left this airport right and it was the last time i'd looked at this airport until i started driving for uber and the very first time i came to the airport i got so lost because they had changed so much
1: Almost five years no just five oh.
0: I wanted to do more but it happens so why is this taking me to the south terminal this makes no sense this is uh, not correct um, are you what, what carrier are you flying with Yeah, we're going to have to go to the international side. I was wondering why it told me to get off of this exit. This is wrong. Um, I'm going to end it when we get up here, and then I'm going to take you to the real spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe i uh, No, like, if you look at it, it's telling you Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. So it's just taking you to the wrong spot. So if you're going international, then it's not right here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end our recording as well. That was... a. Uh, Well, guys, that'll do it for this second episode of In the Driver's Seat. Once again, I am your host, Wade Milldog Miller. I'm glad you sat back and enjoyed the ride. Now, get some rest, you filthy animal.